over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah, it is. Which just happens to be every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We're here to help you with each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. Rosie on the House has been voted the number one homeowner resource and contractor referral directory in the entire state of Arizona for 14 years running. Don't even think about touching your house till you touch base with us. And you do that by dialing one 767 4348. It's toll free wherever you are in the state of Arizona. We do have callers in queue waiting to visit with us about their question, but we do have one open line if you'd like to jump on and take advantage of that one opportunity. Allow us the privilege of putting our 48 years of building and remodeling experience in Arizona to work for you. Whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here all your life, no matter where you are in Arizona or what you want to do, chances are I've probably already tried it a couple times or I know somebody who has and we can help you or we can find somebody to help you. Your house, home, castle, or cabin inside the state lines of Arizona belong to Rosie on the house. Lots going on up north. Yes, with the fire that Flagstaff had sustained last year and the rains this monsoon, a lot of water. Good monsoon. Yavapai and Coconino getting good water. Maybe in a couple areas a little more than they want. (laughs) It is creating some mudslides and some flooding, and the uh, crews up there have been doing a great job filling sandbags and doing the best they can to keep the town safe. But if you're traveling to Flagstaff or you're in the area, our radio affiliate in the Flagstaff is CAF Country, and they've got a Facebook page, CAF News, that does a great job reporting real-time flash flood alerts. So if you're uh, in the area, you know, keep that news feed open to make sure you don't get stuck. Arizona does have the stupid motorist law. If you cross an area that's flooded out, uh, you will have to pay for the rescue and recovery of yourself and your property. So, and, and the thing about it is it's so unnecessary. You can virtually find a way around if you don't want to wait a few hours for the flood to go around. And that same amount of time, with the roads and ADOT and highways, you can find a way around in a couple of hours. You, you usually can. There's no reason to risk it for sure. If you're a subscriber to our newsletter uh, and you got it in your email box on Thursday, scroll down to the end of that newsletter and there is a video provided by Arizona Game and Fish Department. It is their video of the month and it is a black charcoal flash flood from the fire in Flagstaff, filmed real time. And you see the black wave literally coming around the bend, filling the creek bottom and flowing. It's, I think it's a pretty cool video. Yeah, you think, you know, it would start with a small little trickle and the stream would eventually fill up. No, I mean, it, like Rosie said, it's a wall and it brings a lot of debris with it. They call, they call it the live edge of a new stream. Have you ever seen real time live new edge? Not in person, just I, on the on the video. I've only ever done it one time. 
I've only ever seen that one time. Hey, we've got callers just lining up here, getting ready to uh, ask us their question and see what we can do to help them. Where would you like to go first, buddy? First on, uh, John in Surprise wants to talk about uh, his new home. Welcome to the program, John. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I've been a rosy on the house uh, for a long time. Uh, my house is brand new. I got a six-month warranty on it. And I've been having a lot of problems with it, but my main problem is uh, the powder room where the wife uh, and I uh, uh, wash our face and whatnot. Uh, it's got six lights, six light bulbs. And when I turn on the air, uh, not the air conditioner, the uh, vacuum cleaner to to uh, vacuum clean the house, the, the lights flicker real bad in that uh, in that restroom or powder room. Okay. Now, John, you say. This is a new house to you. It's not a new build. It's just a new house to you, right? No, no, it's a brand new house. Oh, oh, this is easy, John. Then you just need to contact your licensed contractor and express to them what you're experiencing. And see, they've, they've got to be, um, uh, that a vacuum should not, uh, oh, a home vacuum should not create the kind of power suction that would result in dimming your light fixtures. I'd contact the, the contractor. I'd express my concern. Uh, you have two years to actually legally address that through the Register of Contractors if you don't get satisfaction. But here's how I would do it. Call them. Print something up. When they show up, hand it to them dated. Ask them to please get back with you on what they can do to get this solved. And when can you expect it solved? At whatever date they tell you expect to have it solved, be prepared to call them that afternoon or the very next day and repeat your request. If they then give you a second date and they don't show up at that point, you have, in the state of Arizona, the opportunity to go to the Registrar of Contractors who controls their license, and you have an opportunity to file a written complaint. The Registrar of Contractors will send an inspector out. They'll make a judgment as to whether or not the contractor has done something below the standard of acceptable building standards, industry standards, and be issued them a right to repair, a demand to repair. If they don't, they lose their license. So those are the steps I would take. Start soft, but be prepared to take the big club out if you have to. And getting at in writing is a big thing. And don't let them uh, bully you into thinking you only have six months. That's not true. First of all, that's ridiculous that somebody would build a house and only give you a six-month warranty on something that's supposed to last 100 years. Uh, But the state requires a minimum of two. So you've got... You know, two solid years and get it in writing, get it documented, because if they don't fix it under that two years, if you document that you've been expressing this that whole time, you know, that goes in your favor to getting that done. We appreciate the call and the compliments on the program. Uh, If you don't, if those steps don't get you anywhere, well, let us know and, uh, you know, we'll try and uh, escalate it to the next level, which is pretty much getting, uh, I hate to say it, you know, probably a Probably won't won't need to do that. 
uh, we probably won't need to do that because then at the point the contractor doesn't respond, usually all I have to do is mention their name on air. <laughs> And then they get a response. Next, we're going to go out to Chandler and bring Jeanette into the conversation. We talked water treatment last hour, and she's got a follow-up question on it. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning. Um, Can you hear me? We can. You know, Jeanette, we call these hangover questions. Okay. (laughs) Um, Am I allowed to mention the brand? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I bought a Berkey water filter because I thought, you know, maybe someone had suggested top of the line. So I bought a Berkey. I received it, opened it, and on the inside of the main compartment, there's a real weird waxy substance. And I kind of just don't even want to try to tackle that because I'm thinking I want very pure water. I don't want to go after this waxy stuff with harsh chemicals. So I called the distributor and... I asked for a refund because I kind of just want to start fresh. And they referred me to the to the um, manufacturer, and I've been bounced back and forth. The manufacturer wants pictures of, quote, unquote, all of the things that are affected by this. It's just the main canister, but I, I really just want to send the whole thing back and get a whole new thing because I feel like this has to be an open box. I don't know what else they've touched, what else they've done to this thing. Yeah, I agree. But, with, um, I agree, Jeanette. Now, a couple things are going to limit how much we can help you. Because it's been ordered uh, uh, online and got delivered, we don't have access to what we were talking about with John in the last phone call, access to register our contractors and uh, some kind of accountability. The only accountability that distributor is going to have or that manufacturer, and the brand name you mentioned has a good reputation. It just has limited application, much more limited than a whole house water treatment system. Um, if you really want water treatment, I would encourage you, go to the website, rosieonthehouse.com. Type in, find a partner now, the topic of water treatment. Plug in your zip code, and it will give you two licensed, bonded, insured, Rosie certified water treatment experts, Connecticut Water Systems and Water Treatment Technology. And they can coach you through what equipment you need to get the water at your house in the condition you're looking to get it. When we get back, we've got uh, Pat, as well as an open line for you at one 767 10 o'clock hour, open home hour, open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text questions can also be sent to 411-923. Pat, next on the line, wants to talk about a new air conditioning unit. Welcome to the program, Pat. Hey, thanks. Um, I've been a long-time listener. In fact, uh, Rosie Wright did our bathroom four years ago, and we absolutely adore it. <laughs> Thank but you, Ms. Pat. We're Pat. having problems with a brand-new air conditioner unit. Okay. Um, it was installed the end of February, and it's a two-stage 
I don't know if I can mention the brand or not, but it's the same as the one on the main part of the house. So this is back in the bedrooms. Okay. And I noticed the smell when it was first installed. They said, well, it's new. It was wintertime. The smells would burn off. And it did. And then the um, it got warmer outside and the monsoon came. And now I'm smelling like the outside all the time on that half. And my allergies are driving me nuts. It seems to be pulling in air from the outside. Um, smells like you know, the trees, the desert. And I finally gave up uh, complaining about it and called in the technician who appeared uh, Friday. And basically they said, yeah, it's just your, it's just your fans. Everything checks out upstairs, everything. He showed me pictures, everything's new and beautiful. But he says, your fans are just pulling it in for the outside. You, nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Well, Miss Pat, let me, um, if you don't mind, I just want to clarify one thing for all the listeners. You mentioned that Rosie Wright Remodeling did a kitchen remod- a bathroom remodel for you, and you were very happy with it. Um, this air conditioning work wasn't anything Rosie Wright did, is it? Sadly, no. no I okay. guess okay. the um, okay. contractor was not. Rosie certified. All right. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. That's okay, Pat. Um, Well, here's, there, there are several options we have. I just wanted to clarify that for the listening audience that Rosie Wright would never leave a homeowner confused or, 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 uh, frustrated like this. Um, there are several things we can do. Um, being a customer of Rosie Wright, we will come out and do an inspection on the duct system and be a third party looking at it and see, in fact, if we do have any duct integrity issues, lack of duct integrity issues, and see if we can find anything obvious. If we can't, then there's another service that we have recently stumbled across just within the last few months, Green Home Solutions, and he hates it when I mention his name on air. I think I mentioned it last week, and we got like eight or nine phone calls. How do I get a hold of that guy? But because you're a Rosie Wright remodeling customer, uh, I'll twist his arm, and I'll put him in a headlock, and I'll give him a noogie, and we'll do whatever we have to do. But he has testing equipment that nobody else has. He puts a tank inside your house that's negatively, it's got a vacuum, and he puts a little valve on it that sips your inside air out of your house over the course of a couple days. Then he sends that tank away and they test it and they can tell you every single thing that's in your house. We just recently did this for a couple in Sun City and we knew what brand deodorant they were using every morning. We knew what he liked to eat for breakfast every single morning. It is the most incredible. So we can then say, what is it? that's in this canister that Pat is smelling. And then we just, then we just keep tracking it backwards until we find the source of it. So, but the fact that you're a Rosie Wright remodeling customer, even though we didn't do the work, we'll come do an inspection for you for free. You know, Ro- and then Romy, we'll go from there. Um, we need to find that air conditioner because if it's the smell of creosote coming in the house, you want that air conditioner <laughs> after a good rain, right? I don't mind the smell of white creosote. Nat- natural oh. perfume, for sure. But if that was inside the home running through the air, that would be kind of a an eye lifter. Like, all right, what's some something's not right. And then introducing all of the pollen that comes with it. That would be the other frustration. Yeah. Are we going to take the next one or are we going to... 
We have time no, to we sneak, got time. We have let's, time let's to sneak keep one rolling. more in. We've got a, a, go. a nice, big, participating Linda. crowd this morning. Linda's next on the line. The lovely Linda. Oh. Miss Linda? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Go ahead. Um, I'm surprised I'm, I'm on the air. Um, I just know that you guys are talking about water issues this month, and um, I'm, on my mind is water availability um, in the Phoenix area. And I was wondering if you had an opinion on the availability for um, property for gardens and growing and small, um, you know, goats and, and, and stuff like that, because I've noticed that some parts of the valley have more availability for water use than others. And I know that the, fer- the fertility of certain areas is, is a lot different. Like the South Mountains used to have, uh, you know, has a richer soil with the flowers, white tanks, your um, person mentioned. So I was just wondering if you had anything to share on that. I think you're going to have to try and find a neighborhood that's irrigated. Sounds like you want to have a small urban farm. I would take a look at what neighborhoods are irrigated and start with that. And those are typically, you know, 50-, 60-year-old neighborhoods that were developed by the Salt River Project. And that irrigation comes from SRP, which is all the waterways inside the state. It's not CAP that's canaled over from Colorado River. That's SRP that comes in off of... Uh, the salt and the verde. And on as to the availability of water to use for your own, uh, you know, urban farm, uh, you know, it's it's such a small scale where we would encourage everyone to have their own little garden of some kind. And uh, goats, you'd mentioned goats, if you can contain them, <laughs> because they, they're waspy uh, and, and escape artists, uh, take very very little uh, food and water. Uh, it, it's amazing how efficient those animals are in, in their water use and what they can consume and, and produce. Uh, you know, they're great for, there's varieties that are great for milking. When I had uh, time, we used to milk goats. That was when we had two kids and two horses and those numbers have exploded. And the, the getting up at five o'clock in the morning to milk every day was uh re reprioritized uh so they're very efficient we love it in fact the eight o'clock hour of our program uh the fourth saturday of every month we talk urban farming for that specific reason because i think it's critical for uh us to be able to grow our own locally and not be dependent on imports Arizona is Sanderson Ford country. You heard just a minute ago about what we do to vet all of our contractors that we uh, put on our referral network. We do the same thing for everybody that lives on that referral network. And we've lived in Arizona since the mid-60s. We got here in 1966. We've been buying cars and vehicles. I turned driving age in 1972. I've been buying and trading cars ever since then. And I'll tell you this. We don't go anywhere to buy a car other than Sanderson Ford. Whether we're looking for a good used vehicle, 
a brand new vehicle, no matter if it's a sedan, a SUV, a pickup truck, no matter what it is, the Romero family only goes to Sanderson Ford. And we encourage you to go find out why. 51st Avenue in Maryland, you'll never be disappointed. And if it's on your to-do this weekend, better be today. Sanderson Ford, never open on Sunday. It is the third segment in the 10 o'clock hour. We have our weekly to-do, which we will get to, but we've got callers on the line. Crickets. Crickets. Lots Lots of animal activity at Rosie on the House this week. Lots of questions about why are we seeing so many stinks? Why are we seeing so many scorpions? Why are we seeing so many black beetles? Why are we seeing so many crickets? We're going to cover all that, but let's get to some of these people on hold right now. James and Phoenix, first on the line. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hi. I did just ask Rosie yesterday. James? Good morning. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I went outside uh, the backyard the other day, and I had a big hole in my yard. And come to find out, it, apparently the house had a septic tank there. I talked to several of the neighbors, and they said they just uh, uh, filled it in with gravel. I called uh, a lot of the septic uh, companies in town, and they weren't interested in coming out or helping me in any way. So I was wondering, what what is the best way to go ahead and fill in that septic tank? James, I see your your way out. Uh, are you way out west here? Where are you? Well, uh, I'm Seventh Avenue and Indian School. Oh, you're okay. And you're. I can tell the house was the house was built in 1948. All right, you're in Maricopa County, and it was built with septic. And since then, the city's come through and put in sewers. It's abandoned the septic tank. I will tell you this: the county building department, the county health department, is probably the place you want to go. Um, I know a lot of people that will t- remove the tank or collapse the tank inside the, uh, the lid. They will collapse the lid inside the tank and backfill it with ABC sand and gravel and whatnot. But that does not meet the county health requirement needs. We can't fill up swimming pool. You have to first go into the tank, into the swimming pool, and drill and bust holes in the floor of that so it so it can drain. You don't want water from the surface water draining down in that tank and having absolutely no place to go. Um, I would I would start with the county health department. Start there. Uh, have you have you tried uh, a American Septic? Yes, I, I called them. Yeah, uh, they're a good. Couple they're... of days ago, and they they just told me. They weren't, you know, they don't work on those things, and uh, they just said backfill it with dirt. That's all they told me. Okay, well, we're not going to want to do that without punching holes in it first. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, in neighborhoods like yours, when the septic's been abandoned, we generally encourage people, hey, let's let's go ahead and dig that thing out of there and pull it out. But, But that, I will tell you, that's more expensive than just drilling holes and caving it in. And there could be already holes in there because it's, you know, uh, how long has Up it been high. since it's been abandoned? Good, maybe. And now it's emptied out, so I don't know if with all the rain, if something washed out under through the bottom. If it's if a sinkhole created, maybe it is already draining. I don't know. Or if they just 
abandoned it completely, and the concrete lid is sunken into the tank now. I County Health Department, start there, James. Let's go to Jim and Buckeye. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you as we clear a call, that's your opportunity to jump on the line. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you. I have a swimming pool that's being built, and it's in the middle of construction. I've got all the they have the rebar in and the plumbing in, and we seem to be stalled. And I've called around to check the story. My contractor's given me that there's um, a shortage of uh, the shot creek or the concrete for the pool. Okay. Have you heard anything about this, or is that a, is that a real is that a real thing? Yeah. It unfortunately it is, Jim. Um, have you? You're in Buckeye. Have you ever made your way up past uh, I-17 and the 303 lately? Uh, yeah, I've been up there. Go on my way to Prescott recently. You you see that big construction site going off on the west side of 17? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that. That uh, uh, ship plant. Yeah. From what I have been told, that is the third biggest construction site in the world right now, and that they are seven miles of development under construction. And the amount of infrastructure that's getting poured into it is incredible. And they are pretty dominant in the concrete supply right now, uh, getting getting that infrastructure laid. And uh, every one of our the pool contractors on our network struggle getting their their shotcrete supply and you know from the concrete manufacturer standpoint the batch plant what's more profitable to you to send two or three trucks out to buckeye uh or send an army an army an army to to this other other site that you can get uh especially like uh there's a couple of them out there in that area on the new river road that cal portland cements out there you know they, they could be running a truck two three times an hour uh, depending on how fast the crews are pouring it on site and getting the flat work done, so it's, I, I know it's a little different. Uh, you know, the the shotcrete for the pools is a different mixture than the flat work on the concrete, but it has a lot of the same components. And getting that, uh, even the fly ash that goes into it, getting that supply here locally, is a challenge not only for uh, the concrete industry but the paver industry as well. Yeah. So it's. It's, it's an interesting time, and and that's not the only construction going on. This out in Chandler, they've got some massive concrete buildings going up. So unfortunately, he's not giving you a line, um, and I will call around and have an update next week uh, from our pool contractors on what's what's the expected time frame and current wait time to getting that uh, concrete work done at your home. We'll, we'll use our certified pool contractors to certify your pool contractor's story. <laughs> so, and as it relates to follow-up, I did have two quick things to address. Last week, we took a call from a gentleman who said um, he was having trouble with his drip irrigation lines and chasing problems. That's we, right. Uh, Aaron from Core Landscape. Uh, texted me during that, and we also had people email in talking about swing pipe. And look at that. It is still a flexible system, but it's four times, five times thicker 
than your traditional first generation drip line and is much more durable but not as cost prohibitive as PVC. Oh. And because it's flexible and you don't have to do – you design it right. You don't have to do angles. Your water flow through the whole system still is continuous instead of hitting 90-degree angles or uh, teeing off. So there's a, a swing pipe is the next generation and Rainbird headquartered out of Tucson uh, – has a, a a great line of it. All right, and then we we're talking about those little air conditioning units that are being advertised everywhere online. That the shoebox size supposedly can drop your home from ninety degrees <laughs> or a room, not your home, from ninety degrees to sixty five degrees, and was invented by uh, some kid in school here in Arizona that was forced to do work in an air conditioning. A uh, school that was a uh, school that air conditioning was broken, uh, kind of pretty much what we thought. Completely false. You go back a year, and it was some Korean kid invented it. You go back two years, and some someone from Africa invented it. Is it a little vap cooler? And all that is, it's not even in a vap cooler. I wouldn't even give it that much. Like uh, there was a crazy Ken Tech Talk did a review a year ago, and like he said, the fan in it isn't even as powerful as the one on my computer. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, and it doesn't have its own water supply, so you constantly have to be pouring water. Oh my it. goodness! So it's it's a semi version of an evap cooler, and it's oh absolute waste of your sixty dollars. Or if you got two for a hundred, it. I mean, will it blow air on you? And is it cooler than the ambient air temperature? Slightly. Is it going to cool a room? I mean, unless your room is a shoebox, no. Okay. The handyman tip of the week has to do with controlling crickets around your house. And we have just been, Jennifer was flooded with questions about roof rats in the past two weeks, about homes that are being invaded by roof rats. I've been flooded with questions about snakes. There was a picture sent of someone that had six rattlesnakes in their front patio. That's a lot of rattlesnakes. That's a, there was another picture of someone that sent of a black and white snake on top of black and white tile in her bathroom. <laughs> so we've got lots of input from snakes. We've got a lot of input from roof rats and scorpions and black beetles. And let me just talk to you about the scorpion issue, okay? The scorpion's favorite food is crickets. So this week in our newsletter, we address getting rid of crickets in your house. And here's what not to do. Go around your house bombing it with raid <laughs> insect killer. Here's what you should do. Uh, it's a much better strategy. Get out there and find where the crickets are hiding. And in the, in the monsoon, there's going to be leaf litter there's going to be moisture, and those are the areas that are going to be most prone to cricket reproduction and habitation. Keep your leaf litter, your landscaping clutter minimized. Keep it raked up. Keep it thrown away. Any area that's pooling water, do what you can to redirect the water. Get the area dried out. If you make it hard for a cricket to survive, they'll find someplace else to live like your neighbor's house. So make it hard for them to survive. 
They like to live in voids. There's a whole video on our webpage of secrets and tips on way you can seal up your house. Uh, it's incredibly small, the size crack that a cricket needs to get in to your house. So the video's there, the instructional's there. Controlling the crickets will probably go a real, real long way in controlling and cutting down on the scorpions. Let's get rid of the, oh, and I'll tell you another thing that crickets really like, and scorpions, is dog food. If, 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 uh, if you're in the habit of allowing little kibble and bits to be laying around where you feed the dog on the back patio, don't go ahead and sweep those up every single time because that is a good food source for crickets and scorpions. And if you like to fish and you can catch as many crickets, because I've only done two, do it. And then head up to Willow Springs. Watch sunfish tear those things. There you go. There you go. Turn them into bait. I like that idea. That was a lot of fun hearing from so many homeowners this hour. I didn't get to hear many of them as I was talking to the next one, but that was it's always good to talk to people. Yeah, you had the phone in your ear the whole show today. All over the board, all kinds of good questions. We were talking about critters, and we, we had snake stories, we had scorpion stories, we had cricket stories. You had a you had a roof rat story. I did. You know, it used to be roof rats were kind of like in the maybe Arcadia district, but it is now a well-known fact they are everywhere because they jump on the landscaper trucks, and then, they, of course, they breed and they spread out. So anyway... Uh, if you have them, you don't need to feel bad. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything about your, your, uh, yourself. It just means they're everywhere. So I had an elderly couple call this week, and they were concerned because they, she could hear things in the wall. She called a pest control out. And so they, you know, it cost some money to get it done, and she was concerned about spending the money. So I told her. I said, I have a little secret for you. Call the Maricopa County Vector's office because I have done it myself, and they will come out, and they, for free of charge, they're a government service. They'll look around your house, and they'll see, um, you know, what's, what's what and where they're getting in, if, if indeed you have something like that. And they also know what else is going on in the neighborhood. And when, when, when this couple called them, they, they were out, like, in, like and, the next day, yeah, right? Yeah, now, if everybody that's listening does the same thing, <laughs> you may not get the, that same response. But they came out right away. They, they let her know, and they assured her it was not something they had done wrong. It was just – and so then she had the confidence to go ahead and hire the company because she knew – she knew so – she had more information to work with. And also then, you know, if your neighbors – you have to tell your neighbors, hey, I have this problem. You should tell your neighbors because no. yeah, if, you yeah. if you get them away from your house, then they're going to go to your neighbor's house. So that's one way to kind of help your neighbors as well. Say, I have this problem. Call the Maricopa County Vector, and you can clean up your whole neighborhood that way. And I've got one more critter story. Did you see where APS – at uh, the Highlands in Flagstaff, rescued a bald eagle. Oh, and they used um, their a bald eagle nesting had fallen out. A young one um, had fallen, out, and APS went and grabbed it, got their bucket truck, and put it right back in the nest. So, congratulations to APS for saving a little bald eagle. Are you familiar with Open Snow? It's a great app to find out where snow has recently fallen, oh, so you oh, can oh, hit the oh. freshest powder. Well, what do they do in the summertime when northern North America, when we don't really have any open uh, ski resorts, they have a wildfire smoke app. So if you're planning an outdoor adventure, hiking, mountain biking, 
whatever the case may be, a camping trip, you can see if there's any active wildfire and where the effects of the smoke will be the next two days. So you can plan your trip to not be downwind of of any large uh, wildfire smoke event. So that's was a new interesting feature for open snow. And right now you can enter to win for Arizona Staycation. This month we'll be drawing for Sholo on the 15th. It's something exclusively here at Rosie on the House. We send you to a destination vacation somewhere in the great state of Arizona. And we do it monthly with Sanderson Ford. You get a Sanderson Ford to use for the weekend. And we set you up with local accommodation. And again, we are drawing for Sholo, White Mountain Destination. How about the contest idea you had? We want listeners to reach out to us with ideas on where they would spend $1 billion over the next three years uh, discovering new water supplies for Arizona. Or how are we going to run that? Through uh, internet machine or text or how? Well, they could email info at rosyonthehouse.com. We'll also uh, be distributing a link to SurveyMonkey where people can fill in an open form question okay. if you okay. – we're in control of Arizona's new $1 billion to spend on water resources over the next three years. What would be your three areas of focus? Uh, and we've started asking a lot of water industry experts uh, in, our, in our circle, and we've gotten a, a variety of different answers. So we thought it'd be fun. You know what? Let's throw that out to the listeners and see if there's any one area that peaks over the other, and then we'll share those results at the end of Water Month here at Rosie on the House. I love so it. I love it. Look for that link in the newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, just go to rosieonthehouse.com. Who did they put in at, charge of that billion dollars? At the bottom of uh, the homepage, you can see uh, you know, where you can enter your email address. Put it in there. We don't spam it. We don't uh, sell it. We just once a week, you'll get an email on Thursday. Here's what's coming up Saturday. If there's any additional listener promotion or you know surveys like uh, – like this one. So rosieonthehouse.com, down at the bottom, you can subscribe for the newsletter and the link will be next Thursday. And we don't know yet um, if there's any one individual. There's a, a committee. Could I volunteer? Actually, uh, you could. Now, if you get accepted, that's a different story. Uh, but you can uh, stay tuned. We've actually got one of the co-sponsors of that bill will be joining us uh, for an interview to talk about it. So we'll get a lot more details about how the money's controlled, how it's uh, the distribution for it, the voting process that goes through, uh, how they select who who gets that money. It, it, it's a great forward-looking piece of legislation, that's for sure. It is. And here's the one question I asked. Uh, well, I haven't got it answered yet, but how much can we expect? Because the CAP Canal, 336 miles of concrete from Colorado River out of Havasu down to Tucson was $4 billion, and that was 30 years ago. <laughs> oh. And we got $1 billion to spend in the next three years. What What are we going to get accomplished with that? And we don't have Carl Hayden to help us out. Right? That's right. Or John Rhodes. Maybe, maybe we'll spend the billion just coming up with ideas. <laughs> I got a billion-dollar idea. <laughs> Send me the check, and I'll share it with you <laughs> once it clears the bank. <laughs>